my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having a fantastic, blessed day today, as always. Actually, I have some very nice weather down here in Florida. It's back up to about 60 today. Apparently, other parts of the country are still freezing, so hope you guys are staying warm in some of those other parts, and it's interesting. I saw that Southwest Airlines now has canceled over 2,500 flights yesterday on Wednesday. The storms and the snow and the rain and apparently a lot of the massive staffing crisis they've had issues with is still plaguing them along with a lot of other airline companies. So just something to be aware of if you're flying home or flying back to places. I had a good buddy of mine. He was supposed to be flying up to Ohio last week with his girlfriend to go meet their family and that whole flight got completely and totally shelved (laughs) i mean just didn't even exist so it's just something to be aware of right now and i again find it very interestingly time that all this happened right now and a lot of things are being done behind the scenes in my opinion and things are beginning to start to get very strange in other parts of the world and in this country where you're seeing things happen that they don't want and i say they the the banker boys that are running the show behind the scenes don't want anybody to discuss or talk about well pretty much they're getting everything poised up now for Zelensky in ukraine to be this like savior individual now who's done this great job he's going to be one of the key speakers i guess now at the world economic forum (laughs) at the davos convention next month surprise surprise they're bringing him in i guess he's done everything they told him to well of course we've given ukraine i guess now over 100 billion dollars in aggregate throughout this bill current one and throughout this entire year and it's just crazy to me when you actually start looking at the numbers on this stuff and how blatantly obvious it is what they are doing over there but yet there's still some people that are so brainwashed they simply will argue with you about ukraine still and how ukraine needs to be taken care of and we need to support ukraine we need to give more money to israel we need to give more money to these other countries and My first response is, how about we make America first again for a minute? How about we get the inflationary rate back under control and get the massive spending pictures under control and get the financial aspect of the United States and the debt under control before we keep giving people other money? And I had a conversation about this with a person the other day, and they were kind of, well, you know, Israel needs more money. They need our support. And I said, I'm not saying don't pray for Israel. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying don't. Pray and try to support them the best you can. I said, but it makes absolutely no sense why you have an independent, sovereign country that's very successful and very wealthy still getting tens of billions of dollars from the United States every single year to continue to fund everything that they demand while the United States is looking at almost a current 10% inflationary rate right now on the record when in reality we know a lot of stuff is up 20 25 and 30%. So we're borrowing money at interest to give to other countries that aren't doing anything for us whatsoever. That's not support, my friends. That's just moronic behavior and out-of-control spending. So there has to be a line where America is provided for and handled first instead of just being the piggy bank of the world. But as we know, the bankers don't care about the United States. They only care about what their benefit is, and clearly they're showing us that now with the World Economic Forum and what they're bringing in with Lazinski. So nothing that's not surprising here, but just interesting times. Also, too, in other news, this is something Dan and I have talked about in detail about why it's so important to keep your cameras covered up on your phone with either tape 
to make sure you turn permissions off. Also, too, if you're getting new electronics, making sure you're not getting smart electronics. And if you are, making sure you're not connecting anything to the Internet in most cases on them, which is very hard to do sometimes now with a lot of the TVs. And if you do, make sure you're getting covering up the camera systems on them because they are showing us, the IT companies are showing us more and more how invasive these systems are that operate in our houses and the thing is most cases they don't want any of the stuff being exposed on how invasive they are however sometimes stuff gets leaked and sometimes people put out stuff and it wasn't supposed to go out you guys remember hearing that with the amazon alexa on numerous occasions people have had their conversations recorded and sent out on voicemails and all kinds of other stuff and phone calls and i've told everybody before i said what do you think that that machine does I said the entire designation for that platform was AI systems for you to put a spine microphone in your house. They were listening to record every single thing you do. They've admitted it, but then it gets, you know, it goes to a third party and it gets scrambled, and that way it's all secure. It's not secure. It was secure. That one incident where people were talking and having a private conversation, it made a phone call and left a voicemail of their conversation on one of the neighbor's phones. That's how's that private. Now we've seen this new MIT technology review has released. The Roomba vacuum cleaner has now had photos of an individual that was on the toilet multiple times, sent off, and were leaked online in a Facebook chat. Wait, what? So these automatic Roomba vacuum cleaners are riding around your house taking photos of everything you do and sending it off to IT departments? Well, of course, the company said that the robot vacuum that took this photo, it must have been a glitch, and the company said they would continue to monitor the I-7 robots, the J-7 robots, and uh, figure out how this occurred, but this is completely out of touch with what they are supposed to do, and it must have been a glitch. They investigated the origins of 15 videos now, Eileen Guo and multiple other investigators, the origins of 15 video stills taken from inside homes by robot vacuums and shared to social media featuring humans involved in sitting on the toilet. <laughs> they spent months unraveling where these video stills came from, how they got online, and what, why they even existed and why they were even shared. And this was the official story. They said that the images taken by the Roomba were sent to Scale AI, a tech startup company that hires workers around the globe to help train AI. The scale contract workers based in Venezuela saw the photos, thought they were funny, and posted them in a private group on Facebook. Now, iRobot has said they've, deter they've terminated their contract with this AI scale contract worker. I don't believe this entire story at all on the back-end side of this. I think everything these vacuum cleaners do, and this is what I have been told from individuals that know the IT and AI department on these, these vacuum cleaners record every single thing that happens in the house on a regular basis and transmit it back out to whatever their feeding devices are. They can scan houses. They can look at platforms. They can designate firearms. They can do facial recognition. They can do all kinds of stuff the more advanced they are becoming to get. This is why I told you normal vacuum cleaners don't spy on you. Vacuum cleaners that have cameras on them that drive around your house all day and record everything, what do you think they're doing it for? Do you think they're doing it so they can make sure they get all the lint and dog hair off the floors for the best service they can provide? <laughs> Obviously not, clearly from these photos. And the sad part about this is, not surprisingly though, 
Amazon bought Roomba, iMaker, iRobot, the company iRobot who makes Roomba, they bought them back in August for $1.7 billion cash deal. Oh, imagine that. Amazon, the same spying company that's turned into a global retail monopoly that sells numerous types of spying devices, bought another spying device to put on their platform. Always remember the Amazon company that was not even making money at the very beginning got a $600 million no-bid contract from CIA to house their servers. I don't remember the last time I've talked to anyone that got offered a $600 million contract, much less any contract to house CIA servers in their cloud system. This was Amazon back in the teens. I think that was back in 2012 or 2016. I don't have it in front of me. You can look it up. Then you started having all types of stuff with the Department of Defense working through Amazon. Amazon has been nothing more than another outreached arm of DOD and CIA and the intelligent community to prop it up as a massive, massive cash cow while reducing the entire business model for entrepreneurs and small business owners throughout the country by putting them out of business, Amazon comes in and undercuts everybody. They will raise prices to the bottom, even if they're losing money on them, just to cut out other suppliers, manufacturers, and resellers. Then on top of that, they have an entire military contracting division on the inside of Amazon. Amazon does not do all of its sales solely by retail consumers. They do military contracts and supply everything from tables to chairs to transport to electronics to the DOD through the Pentagon. This is what they do. You can look all this up. So when Amazon starts coming in and buying up every major company that has cameras and spying systems on them, there's a reason why they're doing it. And clearly these photos getting leaked, there's obviously something else that happened with this and it wasn't supposed to happen, but it gives everybody a clear indication why I told everybody, don't bring this stuff in your house. And if it's already in your house or you have it going on, use your discretion with what you're using it for and what you're doing around it because these things are not here for your protection and safety. They're there for one reason, and that's to monitor and build a data log base on you so they can have an algorithmic scale. They can come in and say, what is he like? What does he not like? What does he do? What does he want to be focused on? And they can literally build an entire model and understand everything you're going to do through predictive programming with AI. This stuff is really serious. It sounds crazy, all science fiction, but it's very, very real, and it's very, very operational right now in this country. So act accordingly and use your own wisdom as far as when it comes to using these devices or bringing them in your home. What do you think, Dad? Oh, well, you know, it's, it's amazing to me. We've got vacuum cleaners now that are basically scanning the house and taking pictures of people on toilets and putting them and posting them on social media. I mean, it's almost like you said, Austin, it seems so far out there. It can't be real, but we know that the TV sets have cameras. Cameras in them. We know that the, you know, the vacuum cleaners now have cameras in them. Uh, we know that everything's being tied into an AI network through basically, uh, basically, a interface with 5G and 6G. And and the part that's so crazy to me is that, you know, you sit back and you think, well, they're looking at all my guns in the house. They're doing a full pattern recognition of the way the house is laid out. They're going from hallway to to bedrooms to kitchens to bathrooms where the guns are where other supplies are stored. They're telling everything to AI, which is going to be tied into that D-Wave computer, so that if you do have some type of incursion into your house, they won't even have to look for anything. They're already going to know where the stuff is. That's a problem. That's a real problem, actually. 
And it's just when I saw that article this morning, I just kind of shook my head and said, you know, this has got to be just Looney Tunes that this is happening. But some ladies on a toilet using the bathroom and they decide to send a video of her out and post it online. I mean, it's insanity. I mean, how in the world can we be living in a society that is this reprobate and this perverse? But of course we are. And so, sadly, we're looking back at what's happening now, and we're seeing that it's been something that's been going on for decades of time as we continue to allow them to come in and just basically monitor, like like George Orwell said in 1984, every aspect of our life. I remember I remember a few years ago, one of our good pastor friends always sends us a really nice Christmas gift every year. It's really, he's really nice. And he sent me a basically a, an Alexa so I, could, so I could order stuff online and do what I wanted to do online and continue just to be that person online and and talk to my machine all the time and tell them to order stuff for me. And I gave it away. I just gave it away and sold it. They, they, and the person who I gave it to, they didn't want it either. They sold it. And, and the thing about it is, is that why would you bring a, something, that type of spyware into your house? I mean, it's nobody's business. But the reality is people think that's really cool. It's like I was talking about yesterday about the guy from Australia and how he wanted to pay with Apple Pay. He had no cash, no other credit cards, couldn't pay the bill for this meal, and he couldn't understand why in the world everything couldn't be paid through Apple Pay. Well, that's exactly what they're doing. And you're right, too, Austin, about Amazon being a predatory uh, retailer. I mean, they force you to force your, they force your prices down, but the, but the people in this country are the same way, too. You know, sometimes in Amazon or even on eBay or whatever, if a product is one penny less, one penny less, they'll go ahead and they'll buy the one penny less product. And they won't even consider, consider, they're not even concerned about the, how many stars that person has, how many times that person sent out products. And, and you know, all they want to do is save that penny. And, and the sad thing with all that is, is sooner or later you destroy the retail environment and people can no longer make money and they no longer have a shop that they can maintain or a business they can maintain or overhead they can maintain. And so you get a, you end up in a predicament where you don't know what to do or where to go because now you have to go to only one retailer in the entire world. That's going to be Amazon, and they're going to take over everything. And that's the goal here because, remember, Amazon, again, is owned by State Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard. And if you understand who these groups of people are, it finally starts to make sense that, hey, wait a minute. Maybe I don't need to support that. Maybe I need to say no to that. I mean, if you know the mark of the beast system is coming in, and the Bible tells us that it is, if you know what's going to happen, why in the world do you want to continue to support it? Support your local businesses. Support your local companies that you know are there to help you and support you and do everything else. Let me give you you another example from a Christian standpoint. I've got so many of my friends over the years, they've given huge amounts of money to TV evangelists. Now, I'm not saying all TV evangelists are bad, but I will say this. Most TV evangelists are bad. And, and what the problem with that is, is that if we do not have the ability to discern which one's good and which one's bad, how do we know where to send the money? That's why I try to sell, tell everybody, keep your money and your tithes and your giving to your local church where you're attending, especially if they're a patriot church. And if, and if you don't want to do that, if you have, don't want to go to a local church because they're not a patriot church, find a patriot church online and support them. That's important. But remember this, and this is very important to all of you listening. If you have somebody in your family who dies and you have to have a preacher basically who's going to do the funeral and you have to have support with somebody visiting you or going to the hospice with you or visiting in the hospital, these TV evangelists aren't going to do that. They don't know you. I, I do one of these guys, and I'm not going to mention his name because I really don't – I'm not real happy about my association with him. But what he did, he'd come in and have – you know, he'd have thousands of letters coming in asking for prayer requests. He never even opened the letters. Or he'd have a staff member open the letters, and they'd be on a big table, and he'd just lay hands on all of them at one time and basically pray for all of them at once in aggregate. And he never took the individual time, nor did his staff, to pray for all of the individuals. And I've seen that repeatedly over and over and over again. So 
be concerned of where you go to church. Make sure that if you have a need, something that goes wrong in your life, that you've got a pastor who's going to come visit you in your hospital, come over and hold your hand. If you're in a hospice and one of your loved ones are passing away, have a pastor who can come there and talk to you about what's going on, counsel you, and hold the hand of your loved one. I mean, this is really important stuff, guys. Don't be giving all your money to these TV evangelists that are never going to show up and help you in the time of need. They simply can't. They've got too many people from too many country, countries and all over the world that are pulling on them all of the time, and the whole thing turns into a giant marketing machine. I've known so many of them that have four and five and 600 employees, and they've got multiple $20, 30000000 million a month in overhead they've got to maintain. So they get on this hamster wheel, and they've got to run and run and run and run and run and run, raising funds in order to maintain their lifestyle and maintain the ministry. I've seen it repeatedly, and I'm not picking on all of them because some of them are pretty good people, I guess. But, you know, quite frankly, I've only known a few of them that are really doing what they say they're going to do. Most of them have marriages that are broken up. Most, a lot of them have multiple homes where the wife will live in one home and the, the husband lives in another home, the pastor will. And they really don't even pass the, maybe late at night in the dark or whatever. I've seen all of this stuff, guys. So be very, very careful with who you support and who you basically continue to uplift in prayer because a lot of these people are not who they say they are. Really important to understand that. And by, and by saying all that, I want to say I want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for supporting Health Masters. If it wasn't you guys getting your vitamins or your toothpaste or your mouthwash or your deodorant or whatever from us, we could be doing the show right now. We could be giving you this type of advice because, guys, here's the thing. If you seek God's kingdom first in your life, if you try to be led by the Holy Spirit, all these other things are going to be given unto you anyhow. And who by worrying can add a single moment to their life anyhow? Remember what, the, what Jesus said? Even Solomon in all his glory was not ordained as the lilies of the field. And what is going to help you? Are you going to add a single moment to your life by worrying and being stressed out all the time? The answer is no. It's not worth it. It's something we simply do not have to get involved in. And then and, 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 and Michael Schneider wrote another, another article. And he was talking about all the, the bad things that are happening to the United States and why is this happening. And, you know, he's talking about all the disasters that are sweeping the United States. I'm not going to read all this because you guys are already aware of this. But I'm going to say this to you guys, that this is very, very important. One of the biggest reasons that the United States is not walking in the blessings of God anymore is because we, we've left the service of God. We no longer go in and do what God asks us to do. We become a secular society. We're no longer a Christian nation. And, and that's why the United States, the blessing of God has come off of it. I mean, we're having natural disasters everywhere, which can also be induced by geoengineering. We're having all types of financial problems, including you know, un elevated you know, inflation rates right now. But think about what we've done. Look what we've done to the infants of this country. We've sacrificed 60 million children via abortion to Bale and to Moloch and to Asher or whoever else's entities are doing this to. And we're wondering why God has lifted his hands off. Now, I'm going to say this again. I haven't said this in a long time. If God Almighty basically stepped away from Israel and broke them to pieces, ancient Israel, because of their sacrificing their children to these entities, why in the world do you think he won't do that to the United States? And why in the world, if God is sovereign, and he is, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, should we not expect that based on our behavioral patterns that we're doing in the United States? That's why this abortion issue is a major, major problem. And people need to understand that it's not over with. There are still states, in fact, most of the states are still offering pretty much unrestricted abortion. And so the sad part about all of this stuff is it's all obfuscation. Well, they're going to do this. They're taking abortion rights, right? No, they're not. They're turning it back over to the states where it should have belonged to begin with. But sadly, the people even in the states that are against abortion and the populations against abortion, they've been so conditioned by these abortion propaganda news services that they think it's okay. 
and it's not okay. So when Michael Snyder writes this about what's happening in the United States, we've got to ask ourselves, why is this happening, and what in the world are we, can, can we do about it? Also, in other news, sabotage explosions of the Russian oil refineries and shopping malls. They're saying right now on ExpressCo.uk that they're work of the CIA and NATO. A clandestine operation is allegedly underway to sow chaos in Russia with an expert suggesting the CIA and NATO ally spies are behind a secret wave of mysterious blasts. Now, I'm going to tie this right back together with Operation Gladio and Operation Condor. Back in the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s, Operation Condor, Operation Gladio were at full swing in the United States with elements of the CIA, MI6, Mossad working together to set off blasts and bombs in Europe and taking and overthrowing countries in the world to bring them under the guise of the new world order under basically, if you want to call it the World Economic Forum, we use that vernacular now, under a one world government and a one world religion and a one world monetary system. And that's the group of people that have been doing this the entire time. We talk about the same group all the time. But these sabotage and these explosions, they've done this before. Look up Operation Gladio on Wikipedia. You'll still get a big eyeful of that. Look up Operation Condor in South America and what they did. And they overthrow the governments and bring in a vulture and venture and basically predatory capitalists to come in and indebt these countries using their natural resources as collateral. And you're going to find out very, very quickly who these people are and what they believe. Because, guys, if you understand who's doing this, it starts making more and more and more sense. But the sad, the sad part about it is if we, don't, if, we, if we don't come in and talk about this, as most people don't want to, you know – we don't see the truth. In fact, another good article right here from the Burning Platform says of economic crisis and pandemics, Facebook as fact, government as truth, and Big Pharma as God. This is a really, 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 really good article. And I'm going to post this for you guys because it's something that you need to read it. Now, here's what he says. Author and researcher Robert Burrow said, if we were seriously concerned about our world, the gravest and longest standing health crisis on the planet is one that starves to death 100,000 people each day. There's no panic about that. Because we have 100,000 people on this planet dying every day from starvation, but nobody wants to talk about that because it's stuff of third world countries. No panic because controlling interests of the global food system have long profited from a stuffed and starved strategy that assures people unnecessarily go hungry when corporate profit rather than need dictates policies. U.S. social commentator Walter Lipton once said, now listen to this, this is very good, I read this this morning, once said that responsible men, quote, Make decisions that must be protected from the bewildered herd, the public. He asked that the public should be subdued, obedient, and distracted from what is really happening, screaming patriotic slogans and fearing for their lives. They should be admiring with awe leaders who save them from destruction. Wow. During COVID, Prime Minister of New Zealand asked its citizens to trust the government and its agencies for all information and stated, otherwise dismiss anything else. We will continue to be your single source of truth. Man, this sounds like 1984. Truth ministry. In the U.S., Fauci presented him as the science, and New Zealand, Arden was the truth. It was similar with countries across the world, different figures with the same approach, because they're all being run by the same people. Like other political leaders, Arden clamped down on civil liberties with full force of state violence on hand to ensure compliance with the truth. Those who questioned the COVID narrative, including world-renowned scientists, were smeared, shut down, and censored. And some of them actually mysteriously died, and many were arrested. That's something we need to understand. These are top scientists. It was an internationally orchestrated campaign involving governments, big tech pharma, 
companies, media, and the World Health Organization, among others. The EU Times reported on 17th of December 2022 that the U.S. Centers for Disease Control worked with social media to censor the actual true facts and information about COVID that ran afoul of official narratives. The organization First Legal of America noted in a press release that the fourth set of documents it released obtained from litigation across the Centers of Disease Control was revealed. Further concrete evidence of collusion between the CDC and social media companies to censor free speech and silence the public square under the government's label of misinformation. So, guys, this is unbelievable, but it's true how censored we've gotten in the United States and how our government wants to tell us what we can believe, what we can eat, the drugs that we're supposed to take, the injections we're supposed to receive. You remember the Nuremberg Code back in Nazi Germany? They said that they were experimenting on human beings. And one of the experiments they did, and this is an interesting one, is they couldn't find a way to keep the people in the concentration camps from having children. They couldn't find a way to keep them from rebelling. They tried to give them pills to calm them down. They could not. And so what they learned is they had to put drugs in the water supply because they couldn't – they had to drink water. And the drug that they picked in particular to make people subservient and infertile was fluoride. And think about that for a second. That's why I will not touch tap water. I won't do it. I'd rather just sit there and have a meal with nothing else to drink because fluoride is a neurotoxin. It drops IQ points. It destroys brain synaptic function. It's an absolute abomination that they're putting us in the water supply and have done so. And let me tell you when they put it in the water supply. When the United States and NATO went into Dachau back in 1946, this was well before NATO. Way back then it was basically the Allies. But when they went into Dachau in 1946, and they started uncovering the records from the Nazi scientists and to see what they were doing as far as the water supply and dumbing down the population. They found that out in 1945. 1946, the United States started doing mandatory fluoride injections into the water systems in the United States and many cities and municipalities based upon local municipalities and the voting on who, who they could control. So since 1946, we've been dealing with the neurotoxin of the water supply which some people have said has dropped the IQ points by 10 to 20 points in the United States over the preceding generations. We need to understand how toxic this stuff is and not put it in our bodies. I mean, I drive around when I'm in the car. I have a gallon of distilled water with me in a glass. When I I make my purple sticks in the morning, I have my gallon of distilled water with me in a glass, and I make sure I get that out. Now, remember, reverse osmosis and distillation will take it out. A charcoal filter or a Brita filter won't come close. It will not take out with fluoride so you've got to keep that stuff out of your body we've got the distillation systems at the office that are phenomenal but listen to me guys if there's one thing that you can do on this upcoming new year which is about to happen that's going to help you is stop drinking fluoride and chlorine chlorine also causes calcif- uh, causes kidney cancer and calcification of the arteries chlorine is a toxin guys it's like bleach and it's in the water don't be putting that stuff into your system really 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 important also what do you think buddy what's your next story you're absolutely right. It's, it's always been ironic to me when I've gotten – because this has been a big controversial topic. I've gotten in numerous arguments with people when they try to say, well, the reason why they did the fluoride in the water supply is because it's, it helps the teeth. It strengthens the teeth and really is really good at preventing cavities. Ironically enough, you will find that there is a thing called dental fluorosis, which is only caused – by consuming too much fluoride, and it actually makes your teeth get white spots, brittle, and it can actually crumble and fall apart if it becomes too bad. So you're telling me that a compound that helps reduce cavities in low dosages dissolves your teeth and makes them fall apart if you take it in high doses? 
that doesn't even make sense from any level of scientific research whatsoever at all. There is no significant research that proves fluoride is actually healthy or prevents cavities for your teeth whatsoever. There has been all types of very, very manipulated and botched research where they've come in and said, well, we've tested this and we've done this test and this test and it works great. Oh, is that that's kind of how they told us that the COVID shot was 100 percent effective at preventing you from getting COVID? Yeah, that and then it slowly went down. Like we're watching a circus show, every article, oh, it's 97%, oh, it's 92%, oh, it's 86%, oh, it's 81%. If you believe anything the government continues to tell you anymore that's good for your health, I can't really explain anything else to you anymore. The clear aspect of this is, and as sad as this is, once you grasp the concept that the current United States government we are using and operating under right now has no interest in protecting your health or safety whatsoever. The only thing they can, they're concerned about is being able to extract as much cash as they can out of you through illicit taxes and control. There's no concept of health or safety anymore. That was proven very, very clear with COVID when, like Dad just said, any doctor that came out and question what was happening. Any scientist or researcher that came out and said, we're not being told the truth. These PCR tests are not working for COVID. They're simply picking up any viral particle. There is no isolation of COVID, SARS-CoV-2, in these testing at all. Then why are we telling everyone you can't go anywhere unless you show a negative test? Because they were gearing everybody up to get conditioned to continue to do things and have things done to them in order to still operate. And it was just, oh, just take a test. Just take a test. But I'm not sick. I have no symptoms. Oh, well, you could be an asymptomatic grandma killer. Yeah, but you understand that, right? You, you could be walking around giving everybody COVID and you don't even know it. So the virus that's allegedly so dangerous and so deadly is doesn't even give me symptoms if I get it. Well, no, because just because you're an asymptomatic spreader. So you guys have new terminology you come up with now that fits your narrative at your leisure. Yes, that's exactly what they did. And it's exactly what they've done with COVID or exactly what they've done with fluoride. There's a reason why we have the mouthwash fluoride-free and our toothpaste fluoride-free, and they both actually work. There's a lot of toothpaste on the market, I'm not going to lie, that are fluoride-free. Well, there's a few of them. They're becoming far and few between. There are a few of them that taste absolutely horrible and don't work very well. That's why we've done our research. We've gone through numerous companies over the years trying to find one that was fluoride-free, clean ingredients, and actually worked. Because you go to the store, it's next to impossible to find anything without fluoride in it. Ironic? No, it's not. It's not coincidental whatsoever. It's a continued lie they tell everyone. Isn't it strange that you know fluoride's totally safe and it helps protect your teeth, yet on the backside of every toothpaste that has fluoride, it has a giant poison warning on it, contact poison control if swallowed? Wait, wait. It's a product you put in your mouth to clean your mouth for a minute, but yet if you swallow it, you need to contact poison control? Does anybody else get the irony with that? This is what the whole lie has been about. And ironically enough, I've never had any issues with cavities my entire life growing up. Yep, never used any fluoride ever growing up. So how does that work out then? The primary reason that you see majority of people have cavities, especially at a young age, are the chewy, soft, gummy candies and sodas. From my personal opinion and my personal experience and research I have seen with numerous kids and families. 
the sodas contain phosphoric acid and high fructose corn syrup. The phosphoric acid will actually dissolve bones if left in long enough. Phosphoric acid is incredibly toxic to the body, especially when used on a regular, regular basis because the body has to actually leach calcium out of the bones to neutralize the acidity of the phosphoric acid. Remember, Coca-Cola is, I think, like a 2.5 on the pH scale, 2.8. It's right above battery acid. It's very, very toxic to the gut. So the body has to neutralize the acidity of it. Now, does that say if you ever want to have a soda on a rare occasion, it's going to wreck your body? No, I'm not saying that. Am I saying it's healthy for you? No, it's never healthy for you at all for those sodas. But what happens is people start getting into continual basis of drinking them. That is when they really start having health problems from them because you're constantly pumping an acid into your gut, making your body have to try to leach calcium out of it. Not to mention when you're drinking it all day long, you're coating your teeth in phosphoric acid and high fructose corn syrup. Always make sure you have purified distilled water with you whenever you go anywhere, even if it's just in a glass or plastic jug in the back seats, I do it all the time. I have like a big jug. I just drive around with my truck. If I'm thirsty, I got it. I fill up my tumbler, and then I go on my day. But there's a reason why you see these kids when they're six, seven, eight years old, and they have a mouthful of fillings. I've seen it numerous times. I'm like, golly, what's where they? Well, they, she likes to eat candy all the time, and she wants to drink soda. And my response is, they're seven years old. If they said, Dad, I want to start drinking Jack Daniels every single week, would you say that's a great idea? And you just say, oh, well, that's what they want to do. My seven-year-old wants to drink Jack Daniels every week. No, you wouldn't do that. You'd be like, that's insanely moronic. That's dangerous. Well, why are you allowing them to use fluoride toothpaste and chlorine fluoride in the water and eating sodas and drinking sodas and eating candy all day long? It's because that's what they want to do. I don't remember last time I knew a seven-year-old that made super good health decisions because it doesn't usually happen because they just eat whatever tastes good to them and they don't understand the consequences. Use wisdom with your kids. This is a very important time, especially in the early phases, to make sure they're not being exposed to excessive fluoride through the water supply and the toothpaste and mouthwash supply system. just want to throw that out there. Also, to another health research, this is really cool. This is a research study that just came out. From Science Direct, and it was titled Micronutrient Supplementation to Reduce Cardiovascular Risk. It just got released on December 13, 2022, and this has a lot of researchers involved in it. And the background was the they looked at the healthy dietary patterns are rich in micro, micronutrients, but their influence on cardiovascular disease risk have not been systematically qualified. The goal of the study was to provide a comprehensive and most up-to-date evidence-based map that systematically qualifies the impact of micronutrients on cardiovascular disease outcome. The study compromises systematic review and meta-analysis of randomized controlled intervention trials of micronutrients on CVD, which is cardiovascular disease risk factors and clinical events. This is really cool. A total of 884 randomized controlled intervention trials evaluated 27 types of top micronutrients among 883,627 participants were identified. Now, what's crazy about this, this is out of Brown University. The unveiled the up-to-date evidence showing out of the 27 micronutrients, the top three for the cardiovascular health were omega-3 fats, <laughs> folate, and coenzyme Q10. 
They said the omega-3 fats decreased mortality from cardiovascular disease while also reducing heart attacks and coronary heart disease events. Folic acid or folate reduced stroke risk while CoQ10 decreased all-cause mortality events across the board. Most but not all of the micronutrients showed moderate to high-quality evidence of reducing risk for cardiovascular disease, with those three I mentioned being the top three. Heart disease is number one cause of death allegedly in the United States. They said killing one person every 34 seconds. Diet plays a prominent role in your heart health, but the role of individual micronutrients has constantly been debated. And so the Brown researchers conducted this study to determine which micronutrients were best for your heart. This is why I've told people numerous times when I'm talking to customers or listeners, I said, you have to take CoQ10. And specifically, ubiquinol is one of the best forms, which is the one we carry. Ubiquinol is the actual bioactive form of CoQ10. It supports antioxidant activity by neutralizing free radicals and toxic superoxides. It supports cytoprotection and maximizing membrane lipid paradoxation as well. The patent lipid-stabilized form of ubiquinol is present for enhanced bioability. The ubiquinol represents over 90% of the total body COQ10 and is efficiently converted to the energy-generating ubiquinone form as the body needs it. This is why I've constantly told people it's very important for cardiovascular health to hammer CoQ10. Now, the other one, the omega-3 fats, that has been a given for decades. And this research study just once again proved that the omega-3 fats like cod liver oil are incredibly important for the heart on a regular basis. Now, they also have numerous health benefits on the brain and everything else as far as with Coke or with omega-3 fats. But this research study right here is really cool. I'll post a link to it on the website. You guys can look through it. But CoQ10, folate, and, uh, and with this, as far as the omega-3 fats, this is incredibly cool research. And again, just reiterates why we constantly tell people it is so important to not only eat clean, but add in the micronutrients because in most cases, the food we're eating nowadays is very void of a lot of the heavy nutrients that we really need to have in our diets. It just really is. You know, we're not back in the 18 and 1900s anymore where we have true natural food, organic food. Everything's organic, so to speak. Real crop rotation. Everything's done properly or it was done properly back then. Now the amount of food they constantly produce and the the glyphosate and all the pesticides and herbicides and other toxic stuff they add, they're basically growing plastic. Stuff is so botched now, it's beyond control. Yet, that's why it's so important to continue to feed your body the proper nutrients it needs in order to maintain overall health, especially with your heart. What do you think, Dad? Uh, I cannot emphasize the importance of CoQ10 to the heart. Uh, I mean, it, it makes the heart contract. It keeps the muscle strong. It works as a major antioxidant throughout the whole parts of the body. Uh, it's one of the big things that people start getting deficient in as they get older because the body actually manufactures its own QQ10 when you're younger. But you start losing that ability as you get over the age of 40, and you really need to be supplementing with CoQ10 in a good form to do that. Secondly, the folate, the B6, the B12, the cod liver oil, all those things keep the cardiovascular system really, really healthy. Yeah, I'm always having people ask me, and I mean, you know, you're 67 years old and you're in great shape and your brain still functions at 100%. And, you know, how in the world have you done this? I mean, why do you not have a lot of gray hair? And on and on and on. They're always asking me these questions. And I'll give you a couple answers real quick. You know, the CoQ10 is something that I take on an ongoing basis. It's important. The magnesium is something that's used over 200 biochemical reactions in the body, and your body has to have it. The 
you know, the, the B-complex vitamins are critical to keep your hair from turning gray. Zinc is critical from keeping your hair to turn gray. And the vitamin C, which I take a lot of every single day, helps to maintain collagen, which is one of the primary things that you have to have in order not to start getting wrinkles and saggy skin. So it's so important that you do that. Plus, let me say one other thing that's really – this is essential, especially if you're younger right now or if, if you've had issues in the past as far as with weight gain. You can't be going up and down like a yo-yo all the time. You can't gain 100 pounds, lose 100 pounds, gain 100 pounds, lose 100 pounds. Don't do that. Stay consistent. Try to stay the same weight all of the time. If you find yourself gaining weight, check yourself on the scales that morning and find out what you want to do as far as keeping the weight down. If you find yourself losing weight if you get older, just start eating more food but eat more clean food. And you'll find out very, very quickly when you start eating clean food, even when you get older, it's very easy to help maintain low body fat. And the body fat is one of the things that really makes you age because – Body fat in a guy especially becomes like its own organ. It starts producing huge amounts of estrogen. And, and the guy suddenly, his testosterone and the testosterone and the estrogen are antagonistic. Suddenly the testosterone drops through the floor. Suddenly he starts getting rounded out hips. He starts losing his muscle weight. He starts losing his libido. And it just goes into a cascade. So you've got to keep the body fat levels down. It's very, very, very important. Now also, it's really important not to take supplements that contain calcium carbonate. It's one of the primary things I get out of my water distiller, which is like rock. And when you tar- start eating this stuff and, and drinking this stuff in the water supply, it ends up being stored in your soft tissues. That causes hardening of the arteries. You've heard that term so many times. Distilled water prevents you from doing that as far as taking this inorganic calcium into your digestive tract, which is distributed to your body, including in bone spurs, in the joints, and in, inside the arteries as calcium deposits. Very, very important that you understand this stuff from an aging standpoint to not allow that to happen to you. I've been doing that now for, gosh, over 40 years since we started Health Masters back in 1981. So just remember, it's the little tiny things that you do on an ongoing basis that make the huge, huge results. They really are. It's the tiny little things that you do in relationships, the tiny little things you do in marriages, the tiny little things you do with your kids. It's the tiny things that start adding up and making these big events and big outcomes for you over a period of time. Always remember that. The same thing is true with health and diet. Austin was talking about fluoride in more depth a minute ago. Fluoride is also used as rat poison. Rat poison. I mean, think about that for a second. You're eating rat poison when you drink water that contains fluoride. I mean, if I took a glass of distilled water that was absolutely pure, and I basically took a sublethal dose of rat poison, and I showed somebody that I'm pouring it into the purified water, and now they have rat poison in their water that is sublethal, which they won't die from. It's going to affect them from a neurological standpoint, whether they know it or not. Do you think that individual is going to sit there and drink the rat poison? They're going to tell me that I'm nuts. I'm not going to do that. Take your rat poison to somebody else. I'm not going to drink it. That's exactly what you do when you drink fluoride in a restaurant by taking in the tap water. Always, If you're going to drink water in a restaurant, always ask them, do you run it through reverse osmosis? Do you run it through distillation? Usually it's never distillation, but a lot of times it's RO. But you've got to ask them that. If you go into a restaurant and you want to have eggs, that's okay. Just make sure you ask the restaurant to cook your eggs in butter. If they don't have real butter, go to another restaurant. If they don't have real butter, go to another restaurant. Go to another restaurant until you find somebody who's got real butter. You think, well, gosh, Ted, that's a big headache. Well, you can always call in advance and ask them in advance if they've got real butter because a lot of times they'll lie to you. And then remember, when you start getting corn oil and safflower oil and, you know, and all these different types of canola oils that are being used to cook your food, these are all omega-6. And you're allergic to those products. You're, you have a legitimate say that you can say when you walk into that restaurant, or you just say my doctor told me that I can't have omega-6 fats. I'm allergic to them. Everybody is. 
just say that. And that gets the attention of the restaurant because suddenly they've got somebody in who just came in and disclosed food allergies, and now they're responsible to feed you right. And if they can't, they'll tell you, we are sorry, we won't do that. Years ago, I had a good friend of mine, Pastor Robin Martin. He's with the Lord now. And he ended up basically wanting to take us to a place, you know, in, in North Georgia. I think it was called the Dillard House. And it's got all this great country food, home country cooking, you know, all of the things that you can get there, all the, all the fixings, you'd say, all the mashed potatoes, all the gravy, all the chicken and all that. And I called – he called them up for me before he took us there, and he said – Dude, now, they may have changed his policy by now. This is years ago, okay? And, he, and so he calls them up and says, we want to know if you're cooking your food in margarine or in butter. They say, oh, no, no, everything's cooked in real butter, okay? And I told him, I said, are you, you sure you talked to a manager? Oh, no, I talked to the front girl, you know, answering the phone. I said, you need to call a manager up and ask him. Oh, no, no, I guarantee you it's all butter. So we went there, and first thing I asked was, is your food cooked in margarine or butter? And, oh, we only use margarine. <laughs> I looked at Brother Robin, and I said, I won't eat here. I said trans fats are one of the primary reasons of heart disease and diabetes and cancer. This is before the FDA had come out and said how bad they were 20 years ago. And, and what ended up happening is we went to another restaurant. And it was sad because this is a local area cuisine there that so many people have gone to for years and years. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to qualify this again. They may have changed that policy now. They may be using butter. I don't know. If you want to go back there again, make sure you ask them. But the reality is, is margarine is a lot, lot cheaper than butter is. That's one of the first ingredients that they do that take out of the food. Those are straight trans fats, and they're bad. And years ago, when they decided that we're going to have to label the amount of trans fats on the label, the FDA came in and said, we have to give you a daily allowable amount of trans fats in order to put it on the label. And they said, we can't do that. It's so poisonous that we can't tell you that any amount is safe. That was the problem. And years ago, I was up here in Atlanta, Georgia, and I was doing a show with Steve and Vicky. And I've told you guys this story before years ago. I told you the story. And I started talking about how butter is better, olive oil is better. I mean, if you really want a good spread, mix olive oil and butter together, organic olive oil, organic butter. Mix it together. It's a soft spread. It's delicious. Put a little salt in with it. You know, use the Redmond salt. Get the real salt, not the Morton salt. And have a great spread. But I was on the show up here. And they basically had me on for an hour. We had a huge response with our Eat, Drink, and Be Healthy program, and we left. Well, a couple of days later, they called me up, and they said, this local university here is pitching a fit because you said that butter is better than margarine. This is before the FDA had come in and made this ruling. And they demanded equal airtime to come on and say that I did not know what I was talking about, that they were right because they had the dietitians and the staff in their university teaching everybody that margarine was a good product to eat. Well, about a year later, FDA came out and they said I was 100% right, you know, not mentioning me by name, but of course mentioning what I'd said on the show as being 100% right, that butter was better. And so Steve and Vicky had me back on again. And I'll never forget what Vicky said to me and Steve said to me when we started the show. We were live on the air. I wasn't in studio that time. I was at my house, in my office, on the telephone. And they said, this university, Ted, says you're crazy for saying that butter is better than basically mar- margarine. And I started laughing, and they, and they said, what do you think about that, Ted? And, then I said, I'm, and I said to them, I said very clearly, because I didn't know what they were going to say, I said, they're absolutely right. I'm crazy enough to believe that the U.S. doesn't have to lead the world when it comes to heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. I'm crazy enough to believe the leading cause of death in our children, age 14 and under, doesn't have to be cancer. I'm crazy enough to believe that we don't have to have all these people coming down with Alzheimer's disease from all the chemicals in the food supply and all the poisons are feeding us. So, yeah, if that makes me crazy, I'm crazy. I stand convicted. And Steve started laughing. And so did Vicky, because I just kind of went along with the flow. I was doing a kind of a good show with them that morning because you're trying to entertain the audience. And then I said, and by the way, did you notice that the Food and Drug Administration has agreed with me about margarine and trans fats? And they said, yep, we have. And quite frankly, you were right, and that university was wrong. 
Now think about that for a second. This was over 20 years ago that this happened. And I was at the cusp of all of this, even back then, talking about the top 10 foods never to eat, trying to help people to lower their blood pressure, cholesterol, triglycerides, their blood sugar level without the use of drugs. But big pharma, the, the religion of pharmakia that the Bible talks about in Revelation, it is doing everything it possibly can to dumb everybody down as much as they possibly can so that the masses can be subdued easier and spend more money easier, increase the profits of these people who are consumed by greed. Remember what Jesus said, the love of money is the root of all evil. It's so, so very important that we understand it. There's nothing wrong with money. It can be used for tremendous benefits to people, but the love of it and the greed of it is absolutely awful, and I can't stand it. And you guys remember something, too. You know, Jesus came to give us life and to give us life in abundance. He came to establish a blood covenant with you and the Most High God. He came to make you one with him through the blood as like a blood brother, so to speak, so that you're now one with God because he was part of the God trihead, the triune, the triune Godhead. Always remember that, that we do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And always remember to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all this other stuff will be given unto you. But, guys, it's so important to remember. The Bible says, don't you know that ye yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit lives within you? And if you destroy God's temple, it says he will destroy you. And he's not going to come down and hit you with a lightning bolt. He's not going to do that. But the natural laws and the natural principles of what the word of God says concerning health and nutrition are going to come and get you. You know, they're not called the Ten Suggestions. They're called the Ten Commandments. In the Old Testament, the dietary laws never got changed. We need to avoid certain types of foods that are bad for us that we know are going to cause heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. Let me ask you a question. Pork, we know pork products, according to the World Health Organization, are the number one cause of cancer globally. Well, if you know that pork causes cancer, according to the World Health Organization, and you know you have long and lingering diseases, the Bible says, which is a type of cancer, if you eat pork, why do you want to eat pork? Why is that okay as a Christian? We can't be doing stuff like that and then wondering why in the world we're sick, why we have cancer, and why we broke God's word and we got ill, and now we go to God for healing. We did exactly what he told us not to do. We continue to do that on an ongoing basis. We came down with degenerative disease, and now we want to sit here and pretend like it was God's fault. We need to get God to heal us, and we had nothing to do with the outcome. And in most cases, it's the dietary choices that people make. I see it over and over again with coronary artery disease, with obesity, with high blood pressure. Many times with depression because of lack of omega fats, omega threes, lack of B vitamins. You can actually take hydroxy L tryptophan for that too, five hydroxy L tryptophan. All kinds of natural things that you can do on an ongoing basis to stay really, really, really healthy. And people say, "Well, this costs too much." And my question is always this: compared to what? If you're spending a hundred dollars a month on a supplement program versus spending a hundred thousand dollars on cardiac bypass surgery, or a quarter of a million on that, which costs too much? Plus, you're going to get your whole personality changed when they disconnect your heart. happens 99% of the time. Why do you want to take those kind of risks? Don't do that to God. He gave you a template, a format, a cookbook, so to speak, a living manual for you to live by in his word, and we need to be obedient to it. And I know I'm getting kind of preachy this morning, but I see it over and over and over again because this is the day the Lord hath made. We will be glad, and we will be glad in it, and we will be healthy, and we'll walk in divine health. All the days of our life, if we seek first his kingdom and be obedient to what he says in the word. That's why I just said earlier in the show, we've killed 60 million children in the United States with via abortion. And now the United States is having all of these problems. People are saying, well, we don't know what happened. Why did this happen? What the heck do you think was going to happen when we killed 60 million babies? 
it's not a good look, guys. It's horrible what we've done. And we've got to have a revival at the local level, revival in the churches, and they've got to start preaching the truth about what's happening in the world and teach us to follow the Word of God and teach us repentance and what a true covenant with God is and what a blood covenant is with God and what the blood does and how it sanctifies us for all eternity. So there you go. You guys got your mini-sermon this morning. <laughs> I love you guys. I have not yet had the opportunity to pray for you this morning. I will do so in just a few minutes. I love you guys. I really, really do. Also, go ahead and finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. You're absolutely right. And, you know, one thing I just want to reiterate on that, and I've said this before, but it's really important, especially if you're trying to be an example, if you're trying to help other people, especially if you're trying to win others to Christ, it's important that you have good energy and you're in moderately good shape. It's very difficult to talk to somebody, and Deb said this before, it's very difficult for an unbelievably sick Christian to win a very healthy heathen to Christ. It can be done, but it's very rough because you're sitting there going, you're telling me how good everything is and how blessed you are and you follow Christ, but yet you're sitting there out of breath, feel horrible, laying in bed all day on 20 different medications. You don't know what to do with yourself. I'm not picking on anybody. I'm just being real honest. It's very interesting to me that you'll see some Christians pick and choose certain topics where they'll go on some topics and go on a tirade and say how bad this is and how bad that is and people shouldn't do this, and they'll turn around and shovel pork and lobster and shrimp down their throat all weekend long and then wonder why they're unbelievably sick and having a bunch of health problems. There are certain animals that were produced on this earth that were designed to be bottom feeders, designed to be scavengers, designed to take care of what was going on in the world as far as the waste and byproducts of other animals. And you deal with crustaceans. I mean, there's we got lobsters, crabs, all these different animals. And I get it. We're in Florida. This has not been a popular topic for me ever. And you know, I'm a scuba diver. So I've seen all this stuff up close and personal. And it's cool seeing all this stuff out in the wild. I mean, going lobster and seeing all that is really cool. But then you start realizing what you're eating and what you're putting in your body, it has side effects, especially when you start dealing with hogs. And I've had people go, well, you know, the farm-raised hogs now and how well they're taken care of, they're much, much cleaner than, you know, old-time hogs that were bottom feeders that were essentially eating the slop. And that answer is very true. You got hogs that are given specific food and specific diet and they're all high-end. They're going to be a lot cleaner than going out and eating wild boar out in the Grand Swamp. There's a high probability you're going to get trichinosis if you don't absolutely just cook the meat down to char. But that being said, it's still the same meat. There's still the same product in it. There's still the reason why it wasn't designed to eat. It's not in the best interest. I remember I had a debate one time with a guy, and he was having this big pork debate. He goes, well, it's not a sin to eat pork. And I said, you're absolutely right. It's not a sin at all. There's no aspect of a sin, a sin to eat pork now. The reason why is because that was changed from a grace standpoint. But that doesn't mean that it was still a good idea to eat it. It was still there for a specific reason. There's a reason why when Noah loaded the ark, he was commanded by God to bring two of every clean animal and seven, excuse me, two of every unclean animal and seven of every clean. It wasn't just accidental. God didn't tell Noah to do that because that's just how he was feeling. He said that because he knew Noah wasn't going to eat any of the unclean animals. Not because he was commanded back then because those commandments were not given as far as the dietary guidelines. It was because there were certain foods there was no purpose for human beings to consume, and unclean animals were that reason for a whole time. And so, again, you're not bringing unclean animals on the ark to eat them. You're bringing them on to handle the, all the other topics and bringing and eating waste and feces and everything else. So just thought I would throw that out there. Enjoy 
your evening, my friends. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. I really appreciate the truth and support and getting the news out there from you guys as well. I get constant emails from people giving me updates on stuff that's happening around the country, where they're at in certain areas. I really appreciate that. I mean, as we've seen now, this whole thing with this this massive falling apart of the operational meltdown with the planes this week and last week, again, I don't think that was coincidence. They're slowly, if you've noticed now, over COVID, they've been slowly trying to reduce the ability for people to travel freely unmolested on their way because they don't want the peasants being able to travel by airlines. So they're slowly, slowly, slowly slowing down the airline systems. They did it with the pilots. They did it with the shot. They did it with the flight schedules. Now we've had this weather inclination, which, I mean, that's in and of itself. But again, they're slowly trying to reduce it because everybody's noticed the flights and airlines have never been the same since COVID. Never. They have not, not even close. Nothing like they used to be. There's a reason why. Now they've got more and more excuses to continue to slow down air travel all over the world. Which again, it's just another way to control transit and prevent people from being able to travel. This is what they want to push people in the electric cars, which, by the way, those were complete failure last week and it froze. There's been numerous articles and I've seen people, people literally couldn't even charge their cars at hyperstations. Couldn't, couldn't get them warm enough to charge them. Wouldn't charge. Zero. Zero battery. Just stranded. I mean, you can't even make up the level of moronic idea to continue to keep producing and telling everybody these are the next thing everybody needs to drive and stop driving gas-powered vehicles. Crazy times, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome evening. Healthmasters.com if you need anything. Be sure to check out the product of the week if you haven't already on the website at healthmasters.com. Lots of different specials we're putting together for New Year's this weekend. And check out the B-Complex on sale right now for product of the week. Have a blessed, safe, awesome evening. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.